of the month called January Gone. Okay. Let's start off with the nugget. In the realm of obedience. In the realm of obedience, there is no middle ground. In the realm of obedience, there is no middle ground. Good selection of music there, Dan. Thank you. We'll be going into the book of Proverbs momentarily. So find the book of Proverbs. And Father, we're praising. We just give you thanks, Lord, as we look to your word, that you'll give us insight and direction and inspiration, Father God on what we can accomplish in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. With each new year, um, we're faced, faced with new situations and circumstances. And we hope that uh, this, the decisions we make uh, will all be good ones, right? <laughs> but unfortunately, sometimes uh, um, some of the decisions we make are wrong ones. Not one amen after. I guess you never made a wrong decision, okay? Uh, we have to make, when we find out we made a wrong decision, we have to make adjustments uh, to correct the course of action to which uh, we have wrongfully gone in. Um, so by looking back, we can learn uh, from these uh, situations and avoid any setbacks. So we're going to look at some Wrong decisions tonight, possibly that you had, and um, how do we fix bad decisions is the first part of this, and uh, there's questions we need to answer or at least understand. One, was the bad decision a morally bad decision, or was it just a stupid decision? Morally bad, that means you, you, know, you got, got into some heavy sin. Or was it just a stupid decision that you made, you know? Uh, the second question is, the way you deal, or the second uh, statement is, the way you deal with a bad decision will vary depending on your answer. Okay. Should it be a morally bad decision that you made, um, it must be confessed. First John 1, 9. You have to get that into... Uh, practice right away. Get rid of that thing like that. Uh, and we need to agree with God that it was a bad decision. Oftentimes we make a bad decision and we say, I'm sorry, but we don't agree with God uh, because we kind of like what we did, but you know it was wrong and so we got caught at it. Um, so we need to learn to stop doing those bad things. So if you we are in the book of Proverbs, find the 28th chapter. That's the 28th chapter. And look at verse 13. 
He that covereth his sin shall not prosper, but whosoever cover, uh, confesses and forsakes them shall have mercy. So we need to take, like I said, we need to take 1 John 1, 9 and remove that hideous uh, sin that we uh, brought into our lives. Um, so we must do everything to turn from that sin, okay? That means we have to make a commitment to make a change. And uh, oftentimes, uh, like I said, we will uh, confess it, but we won't change it. I mean, it sometimes, somehow, some way, somehow, it just keeps on rolling. So in other words, we have a habit of doing this type of thing. So we need to get rid of it completely, okay? Um, so to be committed, that means we need to find what God says in his word about that issue. So if we look at, uh, go back to the book of Joshua chapter 1, gives us an answer as to what, how we need to attack the issue that uh, is playing against. In Joshua chapter 1, looking at verse 8, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, and thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. So here we go. Here we go. Let's read that from the Amplified. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, or, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. So, taking, learning from God's way of doing things, or taking God's thoughts, it paves the way into which we are to follow. It says if we will, uh, the entrance of his word gives us light, and, and, and if we need to follow a path, we follow him, and we won't fall, fall into uh, a uh, routine of, of sinning. That means if we follow his words, there's going to be restoration. And that's what we want. That's what we need. Um, uh, so we have to study, the, uh, study scriptures to know what God's heart is on the issue that uh, is forever seems to be plaguing us. Like I said, we seem to be going around and around. You, you're doing good for a couple, three months, and all of a sudden you hit that lump. And then you're back at it again. It's that coffee shop and those donuts, you know, whatever it might be. You fall back into it. That means we're not being committed to God's word. Keep it. It says if we will keep the word before us, we'll have good success. We won't, when it comes to that lump in the world, it's going to be smoothed over so we can go buy it and get on to what God's asked us to do. Glory to God. Okay, that's the third thing. Fourth thing, we need to ask for forgiveness from anyone that we have hurt by our bad decision. So sometimes we made some bad decisions and we have uh, really ran over somebody. Uh, uh, it could be very harsh words, or you know, or you. Uh, well, what I was going to say, very harsh words, and. Uh, you do something that's uh, quote out of your Christian nature. You do something that's not too good. So let's turn to Matthew, the book of Matthew, 
at chapter 5, and we see here what we need to do. Matthew 5. In Matthew 5, verse, uh, starting with verse 23, uh, the Lord speaking, Therefore, if thou shalt uh, bring thy gift to the altar, and thou rememberest that thy brother hath ought against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. So, uh, until we have uh, rectified our stance with our brothers, you know, ask for forgiveness for that bad decision, we're not going to um, have, to have too good of success either. Um, uh, we have to go to those that we have hurt and apologize for that hurt. And uh, when you apologize for the hurt, don't say, well, I did it because you did so-and-so. No, you have to take the full blunt of it. You, you are the one that spoke out or you're the one that brought the offense. So you need to uh, uh, fix it completely and uh, do all that you need to do within your power to make it right. They may not receive it, but you need to clear the air for yourself because if you don't, you are putting yourself into a box or you're being locked up into that prison because the enemy won't let you go. And uh, neither will your mind. Your mind just drifts back to it and you'll see it and you'll, you'll either be, uh, become re-offended over it or you think of ways to get more uh, avengeful in, in the situation. None of you have ever done that, I can tell. But, uh, you know, we need to, need to ask for forgiveness and remove that bad decision. Okay. Um, number five, we need to put guardrails to prevent us from doing it over again. So let's go back to the book of Proverbs. And this time you want to go to the 27th chapter of Proverbs. That's Proverbs 27. Verse 12. A prudent man foresees the evil and hides himself, but a simple but the simple pass on and are punished. I'm going to read that from the Amplified. But a prudent man sees the evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished with suffering. So um, if we don't put guardrails up or put the, uh, uh, a hedge about us, uh, we tend to fall back into those things. So we need to put a guardrail up. And uh, let's back up to the 26th chapter of Proverbs. Um, and look at verse 11. As a dog returns to his vomit, so a fool returns to his folly. Well, how many ever seen a dog go back to its vomit? Well, some of us have had pets, uh, uh, you know, they vomit and uh, they run around and they come back and smell it and they gobble it back up and it's, ugh. Um, it says, uh, as a dog returns, so a fool returns to his folly. In other words, 
we go back to the same, we do the same thing. We get back in that rut again, and we start, like I said, within a month or so, we hit that same bump, and we continue to do it again. We, we, it's just like returning back to vomit, it says, because that is something that we should not want to put our hands in or even taste of it anymore. But uh, how often do we f do that st stupid thing? I won't ask you what, you what some of you have a habit of running into and have not cleared it up yet. Uh, all of us have some areas, like I said before, that we have hidden issues in our life that nobody else knows, but deep in our heart, our conscience, every time we do it, our conscience hits us. And, uh, uh, and we can't do it. We seem to can't get by it because we're just like this, this dog or, or a fool. We go back to it over and over. We need to... Uh, know that we're better than that if we would get to know the scriptures, know who we are in Christ, then those things will not be as easily to overtake us. If you know who you are in Christ, you can usually can pass over these things and knock them down. It's when we become weak and not, back, not in the world like uh, uh, Joshua 1.8 says, that, that we become weak, not knowing what God wants us to do, and we go back in that same pattern. We don't want that, or we shouldn't want it. Uh, so let, let's face it, we all have sinful desires. Not looking at anybody. So we must be careful. We, we need to set up boundaries around us, or guardrails, uh, that will make it impossible for you to do the wrong things. Um, even if you want to, the, the, the boundaries will keep you uh, in. How many has ever, you've, we've all gone to amusement parks, and ever seen those bumper cars? You're driving and you're banging each other and all that type of stuff, but you can't get out of that arena to hit somebody else. So that's what we want. We want to stay, we'll keep, uh, boundaries will keep the bad stuff inside that arena and not come out and get us. Because you are, we should be a spectator helping those that are in trouble instead of being those in trouble having expect, uh, a spectator clear us out or help us out of the situation. We all should, I'll put it this way, we all should be policemen. They are the ones to keep the enemy Trapped, okay? They don't want, want them to do bad things. But uh, if we don't allow someone to help us, we fall into it. We get banged around with the, the, with the trash that we've uh, subjugated ourselves to. And uh, you can ask... Well, we can ask John of how many how many individuals that he has arrested, and how many how many times they they've fallen back into the same situation. I bet you, you give give you at least ten different people that they've gone back. He's arrested, and he can look them up, and they're doing the same thing over again. He's shaking his head. Yeah. So we don't want you you don't want to be known as as the one that's that's been arrested and follow, 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 fall back in the same trap. We need to beat the policeman and say, okay, look at here. John, uh, John Brown, 
You can't do that. You can't do that, John Brown. You can't do that. I'm going to help you out. We're going to put you in a place where you'll clean up. We need to be put in a place of clean up sometimes. Some people need to help us out. We need to call upon other Christians to help us out of the, of the fix that we've made some bad decisions in. Of course, some of us are a little bit hard-headed. And uh, we get released and, uh, oh, there's the same thing. I want to do it again. Guess what? The officer's going to get you again. If I could just add something. Sure. And also, for those that repeat, you know, offend all the time, yeah. it passes on to the children. Okay, yeah, that, that's... We've, you know, arrested parents. We see their kids grow up. We arrest them for the same things. And sometimes we don't get ranked So, if we don't keep ourselves... Well, that's what, that's what the word says. It says uh, the sins of the fathers will fall on the children if they, if they don't watch out. And, uh, you know, there's, <laughs> I can think of some things I want my, want my kids doing that I did. You know? So uh, you want to put a stop to it that's, that, that if it's plaguing you so it doesn't drift down to your child or, you know, when you give, have children. So, that, so we need to watch out. We need to be the police in our own lives. Don't, you know, and we need to call on the others when we are falling, we feel like we're falling back into that same trap again. It says that we need to call upon the, the elders or, or fellow believers to help us out. Pray for me that I don't fall into this thing. Or, uh, well, we'll be going into that in a little bit. Uh, uh, it's like um, the alcoholics, what's that? The seventh step program they got, what's that thing called? 12 step program, but what, what do they call it? Alcoholic Anonymous. Alcoholic Anonymous. <laughs> you know. uh, you're not an anonymous when, when people see you out there on the, you know, on the, Tearing up the bar, or you know, getting drunk and stepping outside the bar. You ever see some of the guys like that? It's no good. I had that experience one time. <laughs> I don't know what they gave me, but <laughs> I tell you what, I did not. I did not go back to that bar. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> Just letting you know that, uh, hey, there's some bad things out there. Don't, like I said, like you tell your kids, uh, uh, do as I say and don't do as I do. They, no, don't do it. I, I already told you what the bad things, repercussions are. We need to straighten ourselves up, okay? Okay. Okay, number six, seek godly counsel for solutions to get back on track. And we'll find that in Proverbs chapter 11. In Proverbs chapter 11. Verse 14. Where no counsel is, the people fall. But in multitude of counsels, there is safety. So we need, we need uh, counsel. 
or somebody that you know needs counsel. You need to be the policeman. You need to, to help protect their lives. Don't let them fall into um, an old habit. I mean, we can ask Dan how many, how many people, uh, in counseling, how many people seems to go over and over and they try to give them steps to avoid falling back into that pattern. So we need counselors. We need Christian counselors. We need Christians to help us out. Don't, don't uh, seek counsel from somebody that's in the world. They're going to lead you astray. So, well, I didn't do it that way. This is the way you should do it. You know, they'll say that, and you try it that way, and you're still in a hole. So find Christian counselors. Uh, none of us can solve our own problems in our, on our own except through the Word of God. We need to find godly counselors when, when at all possible to help us. They will see things that you can't see. They say, hey, you know that individual that you're hanging around is? Uh, you know, that individual uh, has a bad reputation and they have been known to do these things. You need to stay away from them. And if we don't follow that counsel, guess what? If you're not a leader, you're a follower. And if you're following somebody that's crooked and perverse, you're going to be crooked and perverse. You're not going to get out of that, that trap that you put yourself into. Okay? A godly counselor can help you to, to be removed out of that position, or at least guide you a little bit. So we need to have, call upon Christians, brothers and sisters of the Lord, to help you out. Say, hey, I'm beginning to fall. That's what, I guess, the 12-step program that these uh, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, they, they say, you know, they go in there for help, supposedly. Uh, I don't know what the, the rate of return is, but uh, nobody knows. Now, they say that in, in prisons, those that, that actually get born again, the return rate is, is very low because they have gotten hold of the Lord Jesus Christ. They've applied it to themselves. They, when they got out, they didn't go back to the old friends that got them into trouble or ran around with those guys. They got, into, got involved with Christian activities and uh, they're doing much better. Not saying that some don't fall through the cracks, but at least they are trying. We need to try to do our best. Because, uh, you know, like I said, some things that there are things, there's patterns that we go along. You say, I've got this lick, and all of a sudden, six months down the line, you hit that thing again, and all of a sudden, how did I fall into that? It's because we're not, we're not calling upon others, or we're not studying the God's word to get it really deep into us to understand what God's saying. Okay, this is a law that I should not break. I love God enough that I will not hurt him by doing such things. Okay, glory to God, hallelujah. Uh, again, number seven, surround yourself with godly support to help you do right, and that's found in Hebrews chapter 3. In Hebrews chapter 3. Hallelujah. Verse 13 says, But exhort one another daily, glory to God, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. There you go. It's daily that we need to have contact with another 
Help one another. Hey, how are you doing today? I, I prayed for you this morning. I prayed for you this afternoon. I prayed for you for this day. Have you ever did that? For, have you ever, ever called up somebody and said, hey, you know, I just prayed for you. I don't know what you've been going through. Or I don't know what you're going to go through, but I prayed for you. And I know that whatever you come against, come, come against you, you're going to be successful. You're not going to fall. So we need to pick up the phone. <laughs> Whatever, you know, we need to help one another out. So, you know, and it could be, it could be a, a brother or sister in the Lord. It could be uh, someone in the family that, that just needing, needing a, a lift up. Sometimes, how many ever got out of bed on the wrong side? Yeah. Even the coffee break don't help you. I mean, some of you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you, I hate going into work or I hate going to school. You know, I'm going to see that individual and you know, tick me off. You know, or they they said something bad to me yesterday and I'm going to get even with them today. You know, hello. So we need to get a hold of, a, we need to have a, a network, you know. Know who you are in Christ Jesus. Know who you are in the family of God. Know who you are in your church family. I, won't, I shouldn't ask this, but I, how many of you ever called other parts of your church family and say, hey, you know, I'm praying for you. you know, or would you pray for me today? I'm, you know, I'm facing a situation that... Uh, I'm not too desirable to be at, but uh, would you pray for me? Just pray that I have safety or, or, or have confidence, have boldness, and courage to do what I need to do. What did it say? Hebrews 3.13? Don't exhort one another daily while it is called today. We need to do it today lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Nobody cares about me. Yeah. Nobody's ever called me up. Why should I call somebody else up? Hey. Well, maybe you don't have to call. How about a card? How about a note? Hey, I've got those before, and I, I, I think that's great. I'm thinking about you, praying for you, you know. Know you're going to do a great job, you know. You know, have a have a good weekend off or have a good vacation off. You know, those those are we builders uppers. Never thought about that. Who's going on vacation next? Find out who's doing it. Hey, President, make sure that it gets to their house before they leave and say, hey, you know, I'm going to be praying for you. Hope you have a great time. That that shows that they're thinking about you and that there's a need there. Hello, are, are, are we raising the flag out there? Or is this as a... Okay. Let's turn to Matthew, since we're in the New Testament. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 16. Take good notes, because something's going to happen. This is the year that's going to change. If you want changes, you have to make changes. 
We have to make quality decisions. This is what we're trying to do this year. Matthew chapter 16. Let's look at verse uh, 24 through 26. That's Matthew 16, 24 through 20. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs. But the time cometh when I shall no, uh, no more speak unto you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. At that day you shall ask in my name, and I say not unto you that I will pray to the, to the Father for you. Glory to God. So we need to make a long-term uh, commitment to the Lord that we want to change. There's something we need to change. I'm asking you, Lord, I want to change. To make a change, you have to make a commitment. We have to make a commitment. It's not just a, for a few days. It's not for a month or two, but it's a commitment. 365 days a year, 24-7. Make that commitment. There's no quick fix to, to correct a uh, bad decision. You have to work the system. And God's system says you need to do all these things that we just spoke of. Um, a commitment is a long term. Um, your Christian life is not a sprint, but it is a uh, marathon. I mean, it's a random marathon. Or, uh, well, let's put it this way. Uh, I've never ran a full marathon. That's five miles or 25. I've run the, run the two-mile sprints quick in high school. But, you know, you have, to, you have to be committed. I wasn't one of the fastest ones. I tell you, some of the guys who zip by me. <laughs> but you have to be a com committed to follow through. You have to be committed to follow through th this year, 2017. Make a change in your life. Raise the flag, raise the, raise the standard, raise your standard. Okay. We'll go to part two. Now, if you made bad decisions that were not necessarily sinful, but were just plain stupid. How many ever made a plain stupid? No, some, some decisions can be bad. You know. <laughs> something that something you know, I remember uh, in the military we were down at the range, gun range, and uh, they say lock and load. Everybody got lock and load. This guy stood up, you know, they were, they were standing up shooting. And all of a sudden, he hit that trigger, lock and load, and he was bouncing around like this, and everybody was scattered because you don't know where that, that, those rounds were going to go. I tell you what, that's a bad decision. Lock and load, and you put your finger on that trigger, that's a bad decision. That could be something. No, luckily nobody got hurt. 
but I don't know how he got an expert <laughs> uh, campaign ribbon. What do you call it? They can't for for shooting a rifle. Or <sighs> anyway, when we make when we make stupid decisions, we have to take full responsibility. Okay, so let's go back to Proverbs chapter twenty-eight this time. In Proverbs chapter twenty-eight, I, I think we saw this one once. Proverbs twenty-eight. Verse 13, 28, 13. He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whosoever confesses and forsakes them shall have mercy. If you made a mistake, you need to own up to it. I have to own up to it. Admit that you've blown it. And take responsibility for your mistakes. Uh, it takes more than gut sometimes. It takes true character to admit that you made a mistake. You know. Uh, yes, it's embarrassing. Most definitely, you have to swallow your pride to say you made a mistake, especially in front of a number of people. It's bad enough you have to say it to, to the wife or the husband, but when you have a, a crowd there and you have to admit to them, that takes some guts. So let's uh, take, take responsible, responsibility for our stupid mistakes, you know. Uh, again, uh, going back to Joshua 1.8, uh, this is the second one. Take advantage of wisdom. We need to take advantage of the wisdom that's given us. Allow God's thoughts to become our thoughts. Uh, the principles of God's word will guide us in getting us back on track. There's certain things that in God's word. How many have you, have you read the word of God and you've seen something? Oh my gosh, I never saw that before. You know, if you read the Bible, I never saw that before, but it applies to me. I've got to make a change here. Oftentimes, you know, we are so blinded that we read and say, well, that applies only to Martha. But all of a sudden, your eyes are open. Oh, it wasn't Martha who's talking to me. You know, so, you know, let's, uh, we have to admit, and we need to take advantage of the wisdom that God gives us as we read God's Word. That's why we need to read God's Word through the Bible. In the year, right? Amen. A glory. Let's go back to uh, the book. Oh, we are in the Proverbs. Uh, let's go Proverbs chapter 10 this time. Looking at Proverbs chapter 10. Verse 23. It is a sport to a fool to do mischief, but to a man of understanding hath wisdom. Wow, look at that. It's a sport to a fool to do mischief. How many of us think we're doing a great job when we make fun of people? Well, you know, we, gotta, we, get, a, we get a laugh from everybody, but it shows us that we are, we are actually the blunt of the joke. Okay? Um, plan not to re uh, repeat the uh, same mistakes over and over. Um, to stop the cycle and evaluate our situations and figure out what went wrong. Why did this happen to me? Why did I go? Do everything you can to gain knowledge and understand to prevent you from repeating the same mistake. Look at your mistakes. We can, you might be able to look back in 2016 and see a mistake that you did and apply that mistake 
to what you are currently going through or will go through, and you'll say, I, I know I made that mistake in 2016, but I see the enemy, and I'm not going to go over that rut again. I'm going to bypass it. We don't have to go in that same uh, trip over and over. Okay, Proverbs 28. In Proverbs chapter 28, verse 11 says, The rich man is wise in his own conceit, but the poor that understandeth Searching searches them out uh, from the amplifier. A rich man is wise in his own eyes and conceit, but the poor man who ha who has understanding will find him out. Glory to God. So we need to make a commitment to put things to an end. It requires us to forge a new path. We need to start that now. We need to know that this is a new year. We're going to start a new path. We're not going to fall into the same ditch or or, or be in that same routine and just go over and over. And, and dig that ditch even further that we can't pull ourselves out of. And let's now go to the book of Matthew once again, Matthew chapter 16. And we're pretty close, closing in here. Matthew 16. Uh, looking at verse 24 through 26, okay? Then Jesus said unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it. For that is a man who profiteth. It shall be again, uh, gain the whole world and lose his own soul. Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Now, we need to make restitution for ourselves. Um, if you've hurt anybody by a bad decision, uh, humbly take responsibility for it, ask for forgiveness, and don't add any qualifiers to your, to your apology. Just apologize. Don't say, well, I, you know, uh, you did that, and uh, that's why I did that, and I'm apologizing for it. No, take, you know. That's a good one for husband and wives. <laughs> For those that uh, are single, you'll, you'll know that. Uh, I only did it because you said it, but I apologize for it. Now, that's not, I, you need to take the whole blame. I, it's my fault, and you don't have to say anything else. Uh, number six, do whatever you can uh, to offer restitution to anyone who has hurt you by a bad decision. And you can go to the book of Exodus chapter 22, and that tells you of all the... Um, Situations. It says, "For eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth," and we don't want to go that way because um, if you made a bad decision, you don't want that decision coming back on you. So that's why we need to know what we do. Uh, if you make a mistake that has caused a loss for others, then it's your responsibility to repay that loss. That's what the Bible says. Somebody loses something, you need to, and it's your fault. You need to pay for it. Okay. Uh, you need to do whatever to fix the problem that you create for them. Okay. Okay, that's in Exodus chapter 22. Um, in Proverbs chapter 11, this time, Proverbs chapter 11. We are about done. Proverbs chapter 11, just be patient. In Proverbs chapter 11, 
Verse 14. Where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Glory to God. And I want to take you to the book of uh, 1 Corinthians. A lot, this goes along with it. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 15. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And verse 33, it says, Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupts good manners. Okay? So that means uh, we need to watch who we hang around with, find godly advisors to give us input. They help us make good decisions. They help resolve our problems that may arise and that we don't have to make bad decisions. Okay. And the final one, number eight, let's go to Proverbs chapter 21 again. Or That's Proverbs 21. That's Proverbs 21, looking at verse 31. It says, The horse is prepared against the day of battle, but safety is of the Lord. And let's back up to Proverbs 16. And closing, Proverbs 16, verse 9. A man's heart devises his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Uh, plan on getting back on track. If you make a wrong decision, allow God to lead you and move forward. Amen? We have to have accountability. We must make accountability to ourselves, to the Lord, and to those that we are in contact with. And stick with God's plan and not your plan. God has the proper plan and timing for all of us. Amen? So we need to have quality, make quality decisions this coming year, or the year that we are in, I should say, 2017. Okay, let's all stand. We can we can close off.